Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition, and we have a very special show for you today. This weekend, we're talking about what to do when you have a property of historical significance. Yesterday, we were coming to you live from the island of Malta. On today's show, we discuss how you might repurpose a property that has historical significance when that historical use is no longer relevant. We're coming to you live from Lorient in France and the famous World War II submarine base. This base was built between 1941 and 1942 and at the peak housed up to 30 German U-boats. It consists of three massive buildings that are made of reinforced concrete. It's called the Caraman Submarine Base because it's located on the Caraman Peninsula. The base was built primarily by Polish prisoners of war. The walls and the roof range in thickness from about 12 feet of solid steel reinforced concrete up to 22 feet in thickness. It was really designed to be bombproof, and to a large extent it was. Throughout the Second World War, the Allies were not successful in bombing them despite numerous air campaigns. They were simply too impenetrable. The three buildings are called K-1, K-2, and K-3, and in 1944, work began on a fourth structure which was never completed. The base was capable of sheltering 30 subs under cover. Some of the bays are dry docks and others can launch a sub directly into the water. Although Lorient was heavily damaged by Allied bombing raids, this base survived through to the end of the war. Lorient was held until May 1945 by the Germans, even though they were surrounded by the American army. The Germans refused to surrender. Since the Allies could not destroy the base and the submarine pens, the Allies decided to flatten the city and the port of Lorient to cut the supply lines to the U-boat bases. Without resupply of fuel, weapons, and provisions, it would be impossible for those U-boats to return to war patrols in the Atlantic Ocean. For example, just in one month, between 14th of January of 1943 and the 17th of February, Allied aircraft dropped as many as 500 high-explosive bombs and more than 60,000 incendiary bombs on Lorient. Nearly 90% of the city was flattened. After the war, the French Navy took over the base and used it for naval operations up until 1997. Today, the base has been largely repurposed as a museum, but it's too large to be used solely as a museum, so parts of it have been repurposed for other uses without damaging the original structure. For example, one of the pens houses floating docks. You can drive your powerboat into one of the submarine pens where there might have been previously a World War II submarine. You can tie up along one of the floating docks, disembark within the shelter of this cavernous garage, and when you're done with your boat, one of the dock hands will pull your boat out of the water on a ramp and transport it across the yard to one of the other buildings where vertical racks have been installed and a forklift truck will raise your boat up high and gently place it on a warm, dry shelf, protected from the harsh salt environment until you need it next. The submarine base in Lorient also houses several other businesses. It houses manufacturing for some of the most elite sailing vessels in the world the Vendée Globe, the Volvo Ocean Race, and numerous other transatlantic sailing races depart from the Porto Lorient. These racing boats are made of the most advanced Kevlar composites. They're extremely light and strong. Naturally, an entire support ecosystem is required to support the manufacture and provisioning of these yachts. Several businesses have taken up shop in the submarine base and use the incredibly strong facility as a place to manufacture the advanced composites needed for these boats. Another business that's taken up in the base is Plastimo, a manufacturer of marine safety equipment. 
They make everything from life jackets to inflatable life rafts. The facilities at the submarine base are a key component of the global manufacturing and distribution of their products. Some of the world's most elite racing teams have operations at the base as well. For example, the Rothschild family have sponsored a racing trimaran called Gitana. In addition to the boat, they built in an entire command center, manufacturing, and a maintenance facility, all based here at the base. Of course, the process of using a heritage property is going to require lots of consultation, consultation with public officials, conservation experts, and the community at large. In the world of heritage properties, nothing happens quickly. But when it does, you can have a unique property that will attract visitors to your business from all over the world. And it doesn't matter whether your property is 75 years old, as in the case of the submarine base, or the ancient city of Valletta, which is at least 500 years old, like we talked about yesterday. My aunt and uncle owned a 12th century farmhouse in the wine region of Tuscany. This was also a heritage property. Every single modification, every single improvement, didn't matter whether it was a tile floor or a new ceramic roof, required detailed design drawings from an architect who specializes in conservation and sign off by the conservation authority. But when you have a heritage building, it's one of the coolest things on earth. It's a unique property. It's a one of a kind. If you come across a heritage property in your travels, don't be scared of it. It will take longer and it will cost more money, but it may be worth it in the end. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.